labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Yeah, David found the Quadrilla, as I mentioned, last weekend, and he found it on Wednesday as well. Just looking at the winners last week at Caulfield. First leg, uh, Hayasugi, and paid $8. Uh, second leg, Kalos, was $17. Third leg, Estrella, $4. And the last leg, of course, was taken out by... Oh, Mr Brightside was the third leg, $1.90, and Estrella, $4. So the Quadrilla on UTAB paid $2,026. Well done, David, and he's with us now. Hopefully steer us into a few winners for this big... Black Caviar Lightning Day at Flemington. Thanks, Dave. Racing back at Flemington on Saturday. We've been raving about this track for years, but the last couple of meetings, and even Cup Week, some odd things happening. So hopefully, for punter's sake, we can get a level playing field. And then it's on us to find the winner and not uh, outside influences, I guess. All right, Cody, let me go back to back. First leg is race seven, of course. On the big 10 race car and King Colorado was terrific first up with his big weight charging the last 100 metres some of the best closing splits of the day beaten under two links in a group one golden row second up last prep his great form I think Otago meshes right up he didn't win by much last time but there was merit to the win he's still very much learning his craft had a flat now um, his uh, maiden win was exceptional strong form fast time hey fat cat missed the kick last time zoomed late it was a nice run been a different horse since they gelded him. And I liked him with Rocket's trial. Not sure he can win, but he's in the wider quaddy. Um, he took on some elite horses in that trial, and I think he went really well. So 2 7 11, one. First leg. The Lightning is the feature, of course, and what a race. Imperitude's the world's highest-rated sprinter. Sure, she could have trialed better, but um, look, her form's right in front of him. Two brilliant wins at the start of last prep. Breaks nature, strips track record, then breaks her own. Uh... She won up the straight at the end of last prep and is an absolute superstar. Won't be solo uh, in the quaddy simply because the, the uh, you know, we referenced the, the trial was just fair. Uh, Belinda Bettina beat her in that trial. Private Eye is good first up last prep, a wide and still beat them. He was under a big hold in his trial. And Espiona and the three-year-olds, I'm unstoppable still under. They go in the wider quaddy. Second quarter, you'll have imperatives one out uh, for a much wider percentage. So that's the way I'll play it. For the wider quarter, four, three, one, five, eight, seven. The Elms handicap's a bit more straightforward, I think. Jimmy Starr looked like a group horse winning first up against the pattern. He ran the time, drops to 54 kilos. Kabling just finished uh, hard behind Ayrton and Buffalo River. They just ran well in a group one. So he goes in and way well. It's tried well. It might be the best roughie. Just 12, 11, five, that third league. Coming home, Meridius is over the odds. I think they can box seat here. He's been running on well from the back. Gold Coast, his last couple. When he won here last March, he was able to box seat. Punch Lane won really well last time. Drops to 56. He's got better wins in him than a benchmark 84. And uh, a clear danger. Master Montaro did a good job last time. Third up, well ridden. But um, he's a good horse. And he can win again. Jenny Lala's tried well. 6, 13, 14 and 8. Home, Quaddy, best. Race five, number three, wish the last. Tried really well. She was terrific first up last prep. She got a touch of class. Make her the best Flemington race five, number three. Value, we've touched on him. Race 10, number six, Meridius. Uh, the double figures, we'll need that. Best in Sydney, race five, number four, Buenos Notches, who was a brilliant winner himself. First up last prep, then measured up against the absolute elites. 
He's a really good horse. Race five, number four, bonus notches. We'll make our best in Sydney. Thanks, mate. Thanks, David. Let's go through that information. His best bet, Wish Law Last, Simon Wild, 5-3, $2.90. Meridius, race 10, number six, $10.00. So five three Wishlaw last value ten six Meridius in Sydney it's Buenos Notches race five four it's currently two dollars with tab fixed of course we spoke to Lloyd Kennewell yesterday about um, he's unstoppable but also we touched on Meridius and Pure Paradise won last night the filly that ran fourth in the Magic Minions Guineas started a dollar ninety five last night surprisingly good odds given the form and didn't want, win by much but anyway got the job done by about a half length last night. Before too long. She ran second to Barassi in fast time prior to that pure paradise. Michael Maxworthy is with us. Good morning, Mike. Good morning to you, Steve. I'm just busy doing some adjustments. Yesterday I did all the form for Eagle Farm tomorrow on a, a good four or at worst a soft five, but we're presented with uh, that torrential rain that sort of went pretty much all night and uh, the potential of a very heavy track at Eagle Farm. Since you had Jim on around about 8 o'clock Queensland time, we did have another pretty serious downpour. But I guess uh, we are lucky that it is Eagle Farm, Steve. You made a good point this morning when talking to the boys on the Big Sports Breakfast about Buenos Notches Race King of Sparta. Uh, they'd want the track to dry out, the second favourite. Yeah, and you look at his form and he does have a little bit of wet form, but uh, but every year that they set him for the Gold Coast, um, Ron Duffersey's always there and he's got a significant share in the horse. And he says, you know, we really, at this level of competition where he's at nowadays, he said he doesn't like a drop of rain. So we've got to keep an eye on that. I think they are forecasting a few more showers for Sydney as well this afternoon. So... If he happens to withdraw, then I think Wayne Osnoches, with his excellent wet track form, is going to be, uh, you know, very, very short price favourite. Well, there's the plane right on cue. I've heard birds as well. <laughs> yes. Never that, make that plane Castle the second movie. And film it at your place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need the greyhound. What was that, that greyhound called? Remember? Um, I think he was out at Bonnie Doon, wasn't he? There was a... Oh, in the show... The Greyhound's yeah. name? Yeah. No, oh, I have to look it up, Mike. I remember yeah. Farouk. Remember the neighbour Farouk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some funny characters. Anyway. Legendary. Mm. Tony Gollan, strong representation. You like one in race two of Tony's? Yeah, 80 grand. Um, I think he's even better with a rain-affected track, this fellow. And, and Tony's gone the claim this time. Bailey Wheeler hasn't been riding for the past few weeks but he's back and he's got some good rides there at Eagle Farm tomorrow including this fellow so I think that's the difference the key point is the two kilo claim for Bailey and uh, the wet track tomorrow for 80 grand he won at Eagle Farm this track and distance back in late December next three starts have been quite good even his latest he was only beaten narrowly behind Uncommon Valor, who had 57. He had 61 that day. So I think this is a great race for him to return to the winner's list. Race two, Eagle Farm number one, ain't he grand? There were four greyhounds. Darrell owned four. I think you're thinking of Coco. There was Trailblazer, Star Flash and Banshee. Coco, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Race seven, Jungle Prince. I uh, listened to your commentary that day on Sky where you were surprised he landed in the box seat off some trials where he wasn't the best away, but you like him to go back-to-back -back here, Jungle Prince. 
Yeah, yesterday I was all over Captain Fenkel. I, I really like Captain Fenkel and his future looks bright. Um, but I'm just a little bit concerned about him with the 59 and a half kilos on a very wet track. Now, he did win his maiden at Doombin Captain Fenkel on a soft seven. He won it by four lengths. But I just think um, the two and a half kilo swing in favour of Jungle Prince. I think it's going to help Jungle Prince. Uh, he's only had the one start, very strong at the end of the 13.50. The overall time was good when he debuted, but in particular his last 600 metres when he opened up. And to my way of thinking, he's got a, an action, <laughs> uh, the right action to handle a very heavy track Jungle Prince. It's interesting, Steve, that G uh, Jimmy Allman rode both uh, Captain Fenkel and Jungle Prince, and I'm pretty sure he would have had the choice. He's, he's gone with Captain Fenkel. I know why. Uh, because, you know, if you have a choice of these two right now, I'd probably take Captain Fenkel. But I think this is a perfect race for Jungle Prince. I reckon it'll handle the wet track. And that pulling the weights over Captain Fenkel, I'm pretty sure will give him the big advantage. 250 Jungle Prince. Worth pointing out that day, Mike, that it was a huge advantage to be on fence every winner came from a fence position. But as yeah. you said, he was really strong home, wasn't he? Um, yeah, and the other point to that, you, you mentioned... Um, that he got into a beautiful spot. It was an absolute genius ride by Jimmy Orman because he did hesitate. He was either second last or last away, but somehow he was able to get him handy and into a perfect striking position. So I'm still not convinced he's, he's uh, gonna be first out of the gates, but um, you know, I think getting to the mile, he should be able to settle reasonably handy jungle prints. Yeah, I mentioned uh, the day after, I reckon the horse to follow out of that meeting, given that the way the track was as Petersham, but you yeah. like Smoozer in race eight. Yeah, well, you know, I, I like these mares down the bottom. Lady Ladara, I was on her for a bit there at the sunny coast in that last race, and gee, I reckon she should have won. She just, uh, it was a big field that last race, a few Saturdays ago up there at sunny coast, and there was just traffic problems. But once she got clear with about 50, 60 metres to go, she was literally going home two strides to their one. And you're right, Petersham was great. Ocean Czar comes out of that race as well. Um, uh, when, when Petersham was just as impressive, getting back and running on a Durban. So, yeah, I think these mares down the bottom have got great chances. As I said, when I did the form yesterday, they'd drawn awkwardly. And I was all over this schmooze. And now schmooze has got to handle the track. Now, he's been okay on, on, you know, slightly soft ground, but I think since Steve Tregay has put the blinkers on, he's turned into a, a, a different horse. He seems to have renewed, got some renewed enthusiasm. Blinkers went on first up, very good at Ipswich. And then last start, although he was a drifter in the market, he started $26 in that good quality class three where Betcha the Crown uh, managed to win and, and beat African Daisy. Oh, I thought he was excellent. He was back on the rails. Uh, the leader um, dropped back really quickly and did a left-hand turn. And this horse basically ran right up its backside. He had to then balance up. And we're talking about the 100-metre mark. And then he actually got going again and really ran through the line. So I think this is a very similar race to that for Schnoozer. Um, Jasper Franklin riding, he knows this horse extremely well. The three kilo claim brings him right in. I think he's just got to handle the track. So hopefully by this stage tomorrow, Steve, hopefully we wake in the morning and the sun out. The sun's out. They're telling us that that's going to happen and the track will have dried up by the time race eight comes around. I'll repeat all that. Thanks, Mike.
Okay, thank you, Steve. Michael Max with his Sky Racing Eagle Farm, 2-1 Annie Grand at 3-10, 7-3 Jungle Prince, currently 250, and Smoozer are good odds. Race 8, number 9, in those incentivised colours, $10. Incentivise early anyway before the horse was sold, of course, uh, to new connections. I was just going to interview Gay Waterhouse this morning or Adrian, but ended up talking about Storm Boy with that principal owner. But I was just going through some of the youngsters I wanted to talk about if I got them. Like Storm Boy, yes, uh, we talk about we would talk about him. Shangri-La Express, we would talk about, who's two for two. Uh, Excel Indeed is a one start for a second. Proforma, one start for one win. These are all two-year-olds. Espionage is one start for one win. Fully Lit's two starts for two wins. Shadow Miravel, one during the week, albeit narrowly. A Philly, one start, one win. Straight charge, two for two. Prost, two starts, a win and a third. <laughs> and there's probably a few that I've missed. Ray Hickson is joining us. How are you, Ray? Yeah, good day, Steve. Not too bad. Thanks, yeah. It's uh, quite a list they've compiled, isn't it, this year? And Well, look, I guess they'd be disappointed if they don't come away with the big one, given their dominance. Yes, you think Storm Boy, though. I mean, it'd be hard to tip against him at this stage, but I suppose you've got the barrier draw to deal with, and it's been uh, undone so many good horses over so long if you draw out the boondocks in the slipper. It has, but if you if you talk to Gay Waterhouse, she doesn't care. I remember when Vancouver drew 16 in a golden slipper, and she said, he'll still win. He was another Fantasy. story, of course, uh, not hugely expensive, but sold for a fortune, wasn't he, to stud? Exactly right, mm. exactly right. Um, you know, Storm Boy has been nothing but impressive so far, and... You look, he's going to start a short price favourite in the Skyline Stakes when he steps out in a week or two. And I don't imagine he'll have too many uh, opponents there. So we're probably not going to learn anything until the Golden Slipper. Yeah, we said earlier, Dance Hero took exactly the same path after winning the Minions, mm. went to the Skyline, then won the Triple Crown. And this horse is trying to do the same. Um, you like one in race two here in Sydney on a soft track? Yeah, Steve, I, I like one. A good each-way odds in the midway, number 11, Lady Shenanigans. I think the soft track... I think we'll be dealing with about a six or so, certainly by race two. And this horse loves the sting out of the ground. It's been racing very well uh, in similar sorts of company recent in recent weeks. Uh, a good fourth at Canterbury last start. The favourite for this race, Rebel Dean, ran second. And he wasn't that far away from it. Uh, I just think the, the sting out of the track, lightweight, drawn off the fence, should be able to get a clear run down the outside. Um, beat Prince Invincible over this track and distance back on Boxing Day on a soft six. I just think at the odds, it's very much worth an each-way ticket, ladies shenanigans, number 11 in race two. $26 and $6, two eleven. Of course, one I didn't mention of Gaze as well that I think will go close in the Blue Diamond next week. There's another one we can add to the mix uh, that I didn't mention in that discussion, Lady of Camelot, six bucks, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go to race six here. Number five is your selection, Alentia, 280. Yeah, got her marked as best, best bet of the day, Alentia. Uh, this race just looks... Perfectly set up for her. We know she goes brilliantly uh, early in her preparations. She's three from three first up, two from three second up, two from two on a heavy, one from two on a soft. She handles all conditions. She's got guaranteed pace here with Penthouse and either or. A barrier that should see her be about midfield, and I'd imagine she'll get to the outside and look to swoop on them as she did first up last preparation uh, over the 1,200 at Rose Hill. She gets in with a good weight. I just think it's perfect race for her. Alentio, race six, number five, pretty keen on her. Repeating the price with tab 280. Matt Smith will join us in the morning. There's a lot to talk about. Buenas noches. And I'll ask him about your selection here, race 10. 
got Matt, I'm tipping Matt to have a pretty good day here, to be, to be honest. I like obviously like Buenos Noches. Uh, yeah, race 10. We'll go with number uh, eight, Time Quest. Uh, Lightly race uh, imported horse. Um, Matt Smith had it for a couple of preps now. Beat Louisville first up last preparation at Newcastle over 1,400 metres. Uh, won a, a race on a heavy track at Sandown third up. It looks, looks like a promising sort of 1,600 to 2,000 metre horse in the making. His trials have been pretty good, particularly the second one. Um, I know Matt will probably be a little bit conservative when you talk about him, as to say he'll improve with the run, and he, and he will. But this is a race that's really up for grabs. And he's the horse coming through the grades on the way up. We don't know where he stands yet. He should get last call at them. And uh, obviously a rain-affected track is no issue. So I, I think he can only run well. And um, he's been fairly solid in the market to date. So race 10, number eight. $4.60. I'll chat to you in the morning, get your Quadrella thoughts, right? Thanks, Steve. Ray Hickson, that'll be in the first hour, of course, Select Racing Saturday. Or a Racing HQ Saturday, I'm sorry. So race three, race two, number 11. Race six, five, Alentia. And race 10, number eight, Time Quest. So Lady Shenanigans, $26, 211. I mentioned Lentia, 280 and 460 time quest, 211.65 and also race 10, number eight. I mentioned that uh, Daniel Clark and uh, partner Ubi McGilvray have got some really talented horses running here at this South Australian program. They're favourites in back-to-back races as well. Uh, race uh, number five, they've got a uh, favourite there. Was it race? Yeah, race five. Yeah, 250 Thirsty Guest. And, of course, in the next race, they've got uh, Apache Discreet. Of course, that prolific winning David Peacock family, all those discreet horses. Ben Scadden, how are you, Ben? G'day, Steve. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. You're right about Upi and Dan going very well at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, on the back of the map last week. Good effort to win first up over that sort of trip as well. Yeah, she was super, wasn't she? I think she's smack bang on, on target for the Cup, Adelaide Cup, and um, we might be talking about another Cup in, um, you know, eight or nine months' time. Travis, so. Yeah, Travis Dowdle, he trains Pagazi, race three, number one. You like it? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I think just the map of this race um, should certainly suit him. He's a go-forward kind of horse. He was really game last time. He did a stack of work to actually get to the front, went third, close up behind Celsius Star. It was a... It was a really brave run. And I reckon after three runs from a break, he's pretty much at his peak now. He's raced on the parks track once and, and won that time. Um, that was over 1,000 metres, so stepping out further here. But I, look, I think Rochelle Milnes is, is likely to be able to get him to the top, and I don't think there's going to be a massive amount of pressure from him um, on him for the for that trip. So, yeah, I think based on what we've seen, I reckon he's pretty much cherry ripe now. And uh, I think the parks track tomorrow where it's going to be a warm day, which probably means being on pace is going to help. Um, yeah, he'll take a whole lot of catching, I reckon, Pagasi. $4.60. Your next selection in the following race is around $4.80. Yeah, Hey I Messu. Um, real eye catcher, I thought, last time. This is a horse that's only had a, this mare. She's a, a Maurice mare. He's only had a couple of starts for... Um, for the Will Clark and Nicky O'Shea stable. Um, and, yeah, I thought she was, very, um, she was very good last time on the parks track. That was a couple of weeks ago when um, close-up second of the stable mate toast the deal. She got back and kind of had to work between runners and she hit the lines really strongly. Um, I think with those two runs under her belt, again, the stable's probably worked out what she's all about. And based on what we saw last time, she'll be hitting the line very hard again. Um, 
Barrier 8, Ben Price has got a few options there. Look, I think she'll hopefully settle somewhere close-ish to midfield, but I reckon she'll be very strong late. She was a real eye catch last time. Hey, I'm a Sue. $4.80. And you like one in the next, and the form reads 7th, 1st, 7th, 1st. I hope it doesn't run 7th. <laughs> yeah, well, 7th means that it finished last because there are only 7 left in this race at this stage, so the, the uh, early favourite Helix is out. Um, as a thirsty guest, it's likely to jump favourite. I'm just kind of thinking he maybe he'll be a little bit better with that run under his belt. But LaFerrari, one from the Ben, Will and J.D. Hayes camp. Um, this stable has an excellent strike rate when they send horses here to Adelaide. Um, this four-year-old girl in by Toronado, he, um, he's another one who loves to settle up on the speed. When he won at Sandown last time, he led. Um, times were solid that day, got him in 33-22. I mean, those those fractionals at Sandown always seem to be quicker than anywhere else in Australia for some reason, but um, I reckon they need to remeasure it one day. But um, look, he's a good winner that day. Again, here I think like he'll definitely be up on the speed, La Ferrari, and I think that's going to be a be a big advantage tomorrow on the park track at Morphe. He's got a solid record: 14 starts for the four wins, four placings. Um, as I said, this stable has an excellent strike rate when they send to Adelaide. They pick the eyes out of our program and send horses here to win, and um, they get it right a lot of the time. Team Hayes, Todd Pennell. Thanks for that, Ben. Cheers, Steve. Thanks very ben much. Scadden, three horses, three one Pegasi, four sixty. Race four, number six, Hayai Masu at four eighty, and five seven La Ferrari at three dollars ten. That's Morfittville. heard David Gately say uh, he likes Wish or Lass as one of his best bets at Flemington, trained by Simon Wire. What about Simon's horse, Aurora Symphony, winning the Launceston, winning last year's Launceston Cup and the Launceston Cup the year prior, and bolted in the Hobart Cup, and I dare say he's heading to Launceston with a fair bit of weight, Colin McNiff. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, Steve. That might be prophetic because I think he will be winning the Launceston Cup again this year. He's uh, an outstanding horse. Um, yeah, he just won with so much authority there, and he'll be chasing the $100,000 bonus for the Hobart Cup on Cessna Cup double. He will have to lump a fair bit of weight, however. Yeah, you would think he'd go up at least a kilo, if not a kilo and a half, for that um, what, two and three quarter length win on, on uh, Sunday. And then probably to Adelaide, like he's done the past two years. Mm, yep. All right, well, that's Aurora Symphony. Let's look at Sunday, and you're hoping John Keyes has a good day because I think you're coming up with two of his, his specials. And I think uh, early on, um, a little all up, John Keyes, David Perez in the first two races. Race one, number six, Banshee Bullet was grabbed late here last week, was right on the peg that it got uh, beaten. And then race two, number two, Captain Taz has had four starts, uh, or two starts for a fourth and a second, uh, was only uh, beaten a lip again last Sunday. So both these horses narrowly beaten. They back up a week later. I think they're both winning. They'll both be short. They'll both be odds on, I'd imagine, without having seen any prices at this stage. But race one, number six, and race two, number two, I think it'll all up to get us yeah. a, a bit of cash to, to play with for the rest of the day. Yeah, Batchy Bullet, Captain Taz. By the way, Aurora Symphony last week when bolted in 59.5 in the Hobart Cup. And what's the one in the fourth column? Look, this is a horse called Speed Rocket, uh, Speed Rock number eight. Uh, interesting that Lauren Bingley makes her return to race riding. She only had 17 rides and uh, has won on four occasions. She rode a winner at her first race ride. She's a partner of Kyle Maskew. She's taken 
about 16 or 17 months away, had a little baby. Baby Billy was born uh, last April. She's been back riding um, in the trial since August and uh, returning to race riding with three rides in Hobart on Sunday. So we wish Lauren uh, really well with this one. It's trained actually by uh, Tanya Hansen and Carl Maskeel Speed Rock was a, a really solid second behind East Coast Mist, only narrowly beaten in Launceston on February the 5th. So I think you can go one better and... Uh, on her return to racing, I think Lauren can come back a winner. Thanks, Colin. Cheers, thanks, Dave. Colin McNiff on Sunday at Hobart. His three specials, 1-6, Batchy Bullet, 2-2, two, two, Captain Taz, both for John Keyes. And then we go to race four, number eight, Speed Rock. So race 1-6, race 2-2, two, two, 4-8.